Oh boy. Alright, it is Sex Life and Toilet Paper. We are back. Been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back now stronger than ever. Coming to you live this morning from the dark hole at the 5619. It's freezing in Spokane, Washington. Holidays are in full swing. The snow's coming down like sheets of lead. I've been shoveling like a shoveling motherfucker. I am Mark Kelly with an E-Y. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y. Uh, before I get started, I do want to, everybody knows that I love to do uh, research, thought experiments, and uh, these monks up in the caves and in the temples that sit there for years and don't talk to people, or they just sit on their knees for 20 hours a day humming, uh, this intrigues me and it fascinates me on how they can do it because... I will literally sit on my knees, and in three or four minutes, uh, my back hurts, my knees hurt, uh, my feet hurt, they start, uh, I can't feel my feet, I have to roll over and stand up and get off of that kneeling position, so how in the world are these monks sitting there on their knees for hours a day, humming? So what I did was I took their hums and I ran them through uh, filters and I think I have figured out what is going on. So I'm going to play you now a regular monk's hum and then I'm going to play you the one after many hours of research and filters and frequencies to the sound that they are making. I will play you that and we will see if we can figure out what these monks are thinking when they're kneeling and humming for hours a day. Uh, here is the one of the monks just humming, and I'll play that for you right now. Okay, that was the monk doing his thing on his knees in the temple 20 hours a day without eating or drinking water. And here is the same hum after I put it through some frequencies and some filters. I think we figured out what that monk is thinking. Here we go. Boob, boobs, 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 big boobs, small boobs, boobs. So I think I have once again cracked the case on the monks. Let's go to three words. All right, I'm going to give you three words. The game is real simple. I will give you three words. They could be fake. They could be real. Uh, I could have made them up. At the end of the game, I'll tell you which ones are fake and which ones are real. Uh, first word, let's go with uh, doodle sack, doodle sack. So let's say you're an old Irishman living in the hills of Ireland with your old hag wife of 40 years, 50 years. And, uh, you haven't talked to her in about eight months 
And uh, she gets up every day and just does her same old shit. And one day you look at her and say, hey, honey, come and play with my doodle sack. What does that mean? Obviously, that means come play uh, the bagpipes with me. Come and play the bagpipes. Hey, you old hag, come play with my doodle sack. That means come and play the bagpipes with me. Um, hubba bubba. You know, I love that word hubba bubba, and I know it's, uh, I know it's bubblegum. I know back in the, I think, 70s or 80s, they had these commercials where they would, uh, sell the hubba bubba with, uh, some, uh, gunslinger. Um, but hubba bubba for me is if you're just minding your own business, you could be anywhere. And uh, someone walks in the room that is just devastatingly good looking. That it uh, it uh, it takes you by super surprise. So there's nothing else you can do but say hubba bubba, hubba bubba, and uh, you can't use it all the time. Okay, I mean, this has to be used only for that 99.9%. You were just minding your own business and in, into the room walks like just a stunning, took your breath away. And I'm not saying it's sexual. Absolutely, it's not sexual. This is just plain and simple. A way to release the inner feelings when you see uh, somebody devastatingly attractive. You just go, hubba bubba. Hubba bubba. It could be, uh, it could be used on anyone. Uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a lingo used to help release that stress and anxiety from seeing such a gorgeous person. <clears throat> All right, uh, the next word, let's go with ambledooter. Ambledooter. So let's say a girl is in a spring dress and she's walking down the beach and uh, she's enjoying the sun and there's a little bit of a wind and her son is dancing in the breeze. And then all of a sudden, a uh, shoot of air shoots up her skirt and, and makes it dance above her hips. And so now she's walking, having to push the, the, the skirt down because it just flipped up over her hips and it's waving into the wind. But this shoot of air came and did this to her. Or uh, like Marilyn Monroe when she was standing over the grate and all of a sudden they hit that shoot of air and it shot up and made her skirt shoot up. Uh I consider that like she was just standing there and then a shot of air went up her amber doodle. That's what that is. So if I was walking behind the person on the beach and this happened, I would say, oh, you just got a shot up your amber dooter. You just got a shot up your amber dooter. And then they would push the skirt down and then. All right, that's it for three words. Uh, we will come back after the break, and I'll let you know which ones are real and which ones are fake. Uh, this podcast, Sex, Life, and Toilet Paper, is brought to you by Zeke's Pizza. That's right, Zeke's Pizza. Hamilton and Cinto, Zeke's Pizza. 
brings you the best pizza of the Northwest. Uh, every day, 11 to 3, you can get pizza by the slice at Seeks Pizza. Also, every Wednesday, 6 to 8 o'clock, we play bingo. That's right, Mark Kelly from Sex Life and Toilet Paper calls bingo. 6 to 8 every Wednesday at Zeke's Pizza. So come and get some pizza at Zeke's. You know why you should come and eat Zeke's Pizza? Because we need the dough. <laughs> All right, three words. We had today uh, Doodle Sack, Hubba Bubba, and Amber Doodle. Doodle Sack is a real word. And it does mean bagpipe. So if you've been married to an old hag for 50 years, make sure you tell her, hey, old hag, come play with my doodle sack. And that means you want her to play bagpipes. Uh, hubba bubba is a real word, but it does mean bubblegum. I have just taking hubba bubba and I use it for any stunning person that walks in a room. I go hubba bubba. Hubba Bubba. And then, of course, Ambledooter. Uh, that one's fake. I made that one up, but I feel like it should be in the dictionary because it's the perfect word for when sn when wind blows up a girl's skirt. It goes right up her Ambledooter. Oof, that went right up your Ambledooter. So we are in the holidays. I want to talk. Quick second about my favorite side to have at holiday parties, which is the mashed potato. I remember when I was a kid, I loved mashed potatoes and I would peel the potatoes. And it was to the point where I would spend hours peeling the potatoes because I didn't want a divot, a black mark, or any skin on that potato that we were going to mash. I had to uh, peel every piece of that potato off. And as I grew older, uh, whether I got more lazy, um, but I started just kind of doing a quick peel. And then that turned into, I didn't peel the potatoes at all. I just wash them off. And then I was at a point where I would cut them up into little pieces though. So when they boil, they would all cook uh, relatively at the same degree because all of the pieces were the same size. Uh, and then once again, as I got older, I no longer would cut them in the same pieces. I would just cut the potato into like fourths or eighths. And I noticed this year uh, when I made my mashed potatoes, I didn't even bother to cut the potatoes. I just bought a bag of the small red potatoes and threw them all in the pot and just let it cook a little longer until the potatoes uh, were kind of mushy. Um, and I found out that they always come out delicious. It doesn't matter how you cut the potatoes or how you peel the potatoes. Um, the potato is a potato. And you don't need to do all that work. You could literally just throw a potato into boiling water, let it boil, and mash it. And you're going to be... Happiest could be with the potato. Now, let me get into how I make my potato. Because I think that is very important. Um, because if you just eat a potato, a potato is a potato. So what you have to do is you have to take a brick of 
cream cheese, you have to take a brick of butter, and you have to take some milk, and then you have to whip it to the point where it's creamy and fluffy, and that potato will be the best mashed potatoes you've ever had in your life every time you eat them. I will even go so far as you don't need to to whip anymore because I'm at the point I don't want to pull out the blender. So I, what I did was I bought one of those uh, whip blenders, you know, the hand stick blender. And I would use that and they would come out perfect. So I didn't have to pull out the blender because that's a lot of cleanup. The whip blender was real easy. And now I'm at the point where I don't even want to put the whip blender together. So I have this old school masher from the 70s that has the little grate on the end of it. And it's just like a spoon with a grate on the end. I just use that and mash the potatoes. You got to keep them hot when you put that brick of uh, butter and uh, that stick of uh, cream cheese in it. But you just mash away and those potatoes come out perfect every time. Sprinkle with a little salt and pepper. You're living in heaven. I just feel like my whole life I've put a lot of time and effort into peeling, whipping when it's not needed. You can literally do the minimum and still have a great mashed potato. So Christmas time, Thanksgiving time, any time, making a big chicken and you want some mashed potatoes, real easy side dish. It's delicious. I suggest don't put too much effort into it. Now, let's go to King's Corner. All right, King's Corner is a weekly that I will be bringing to you on Sex, Life, and Toilet Paper. And it is about a king and his kingdom of gold and the peasants that live with the king. Uh, so this will be uh, story number one from the King's Corner. Here we go. Once upon a time, there was a wonderful land full of wonderful people and wonderful animals. The people lived in harmony, and the king, straight Cassius Monet III, was more than gracious to share with his commoners the riches of his land. Then one morning, while in the king's spa taking his morning hot tub, the realm's treasurer, Ashtar, visits the king. So the scene is the king is sitting in his hot tub. He has Alexa next to him, who Alexa is, is the king's death punch. She is a tiny little girl, uh, probably in her mid-20s or 30s. Nobody knows how old Alexa really is, but she's very small and she has big bosoms long black hair, and she never really says anything, but she is always by the king's side, no matter where the king goes, Alexa's next to him, and she's his death punch. So if anyone gets out of hand, Alexa will take care of him. So we have the mighty king sitting in his spa, we have Alexa sitting next to him, and then upon the door comes knocking Aster, the king's treasurer, and the king tells him to come in. So Aster walks in. Good morning, my king. 
And the king says, Good morning, ass turd. What brings you into my hot tub chamber? Aster says, Well, my king, my name is pronounced Aster. Yes, that is what I said, ass turd. Now what is this pressing news you are interrupting my morning soak for? Well, my king, I must inform you that your treasury is almost empty. The king is running out of gold. The kingdom has no more gold or silver. We don't know where it is going. Oh, blimey! Is that all, you intrepid ass turd? You interrupt my morning soak for this? Must I do everything, ass turd? Double all the taxes on the dukes and the peasants. There. Now, does that make you happy, ass turd? I have just solved your problem once again. Ain't I a wondrous king? Sorry, my lord, but that will not fix the problem. There is no gold in the land for anyone to pay the taxes. All of the gold is disappearing, and no one knows where it's going. All rubbish, ass turd. Must I cut my morning soak short to get to the bottom of all of this? This is unbelievable. I don't have you as my treasure to bring in these pippy pippy problems. You are supposed to solve these for your mighty king. Ah, rubbish. Alexa, kill. At that moment, Alexa goes flying through the air with knives in hand and kills Astrid on the spot, chopping him up like a cucumber. The king continues yelling, Bubbles, ass! Uh, bubbles, Alexa! Bubbles! I was saying bubbles! I was not saying kill Astrid! What have you done? Alexa, what have you done? Alexa stood there with her knives in hand, looking back and forth silently, and started to hide her blades and wipe them off of the blood that she had just killed Astrid with, and they disappear once again into the folds of wherever she had pulled them out. I can't believe, Alexa, you have killed Astrid the treasurer. Is there anybody else here? Nobody has seen us. Alexa, we must leave the king's spa immediately. Alexa and the king get up and get dressed as Astrid lays bleeding on the ground and they secretly and sneakily leave the spa chamber with Astrid dead on the ground. This ends scene one of The King's Corner. We will get the next episode next week. And finally, on Sex Life and Toilet Paper, it's wonderful to be back. We will be doing this weekly. Um, I am getting all of my stuff set up so I remember how to do all of this. I really appreciate you guys listening. Please make sure you check me out on Wednesday nights at Zeke's Pizza 6 to 8. We call bingo. It's a lot of fun. And we will see you next week on Sex Life and Toilet Paper. If you want to get a hold of 
Sex Life and Toilet Paper, please email jake00125 at aol.com, and we will see if we can't get your questions answered.